0: to get behind fanny a podcast dedicated to the behind the scenes stories of the music the members and the musicians influenced by the rock group fanny the godmothers of women who rock Hey, everybody, and welcome to another Get Behind Fanny podcast. I'm Byron Wilkins, Fanny fan and webmaster of the official Fanny website, FannyRocks.com. And joining me on these wild audio adventures are Fanny's drummer, Alice DeBure, and the daughter of Fanny's manager, Roy Silver, and historian, Dr. Kristen hilaire Glasgow. And hello, ladies. Hello,
1: Byron. Hi, Alice. (laughs) Hello, you two.
2: It's, it's so nice to be talking to you again today oh it's like
0: sappy uh,
1: yeah. alice i've just yeah, never right. heard the side of you <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking hard
0: there
1: you
2: go yeah setting the
0: stage we'll f- and we'll, <laughs> yeah. we, we will find yeah. out
2: <laughs> but right now it is time for our birthday bakery corner
3: I can Ooh. see some
2: little old lady in a, you know, in a, in a flower sack <laughs> dress with an apron and a little pink cheeks and a smiley face making cakes somewhere. Cupcakes. Yeah. Cupcakes. Yes. Cupcakes, yeah. Cupcakes. But yes. anyway. Here you go yeah. Angie <laughs> Tapp, Jim Noonan, and Jeff Fazekas are all December babies. Wow. And we wanted to wish you and all of our December birthday fans another great year around the sun. Happy birthday. Yep. I think Mm -hmm. I've known Angie the longest, as she and I met uh, when Fanny toured England, and Mm. she has become a dear, dear, dear friend. Jim Noonan writes some of the best commentary under his heading, (laughs) The Groove Report,
0: which you can find on
2: (laughs) each of the podcast comment sections on the Fanny Rocks. Dot com website.
0: <laughs> Would this be the uh, famous pair of tittles, pair of tittles? Is
2: that, is that a pair of tittles? Oh, yeah. this is so
0: titillating you guys. A, we're
2: off track off, <laughs> track, off track, on track, on track. Anyway, Jeff Vizekas and I have become really good friends over the years. And he had started out as a huge Fanny fan and is probably uh, the biggest walking Fanny encyclopedia Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to know him better so I pursued the friendship and it's just been a joy. So Jeff was kind enough to help us out with the songs for today's podcast Feelings and Rock Bottoms Rock Bottom So once again,
0: rock your bottom,
3: rock
2: your your boat, baby. Yeah. So once again, happy birthday to
1: all of our December born listeners. Happy birthday. And I have to say, Jeff, great combination of songs. And when we asked him why he chose them, he said, Quote, when you put these two songs side by side, you get a wonderful idea of how broad the Fanny spectrum was. Smooth and silky one minute, cool and crunchy the next. Fanny reveled in variety, close quote. So happy birthday, Jeff. Happy birthday. I spoke to June and Jean this week on this beautiful song. Let's hear what they had to say.
4: So I think in terms of uh, digging into the lyrics, I think that the music uh, mirrors what it is that, that the lyrics are trying to represent.
5: It's a short song. It's very short as well. So you can think of it. Was it an album filler? I don't think so, but you, know, you could think of it as that Just a very sweet song and, it's incredible that you and Nikki wrote that together. I don't remember that at all.
1: Feelings was on Mother's Pride, and it was written by June and Nikki. And Jeannie had referred to this as possibly an album filler. And I don't see that at all. And I think if there's one theme among many that Todd Rungren, the producer, really understood for this album was melody and harmonies. Hmm. And this song mm-hmm. is so melodic. Oh, it right. undergirds what the two of them were saying. So I don't know about you, Alice, but I mean, did you see this as an album filler, like Jean said? No,
2: absolutely not. I didn't. Um, I don't think that there was a single filler on any album. Actually, mm. every song was thought about and was included for a reason. And we were we were never short on material. No mm-hmm. one's ego got in the way of deciding what to put on an album. I mean, everybody would present a song, and you know, or Nikki, June, and Gene would present a song, and it would depend on. The flow of the album and we would decide, you know, hmm. But hmm. feelings is just such a beautifully sweet song. And I think partially because of Todd's production, he was such hmm. a master of sound. Yeah,
1: yeah he really hmm. was. And I confess that when I was a kid, Mother's Pride was not one of my favorite Fanny albums. Really? And I say that without any hmm foundation to it because Mm -hmm. the songs were fantastic and I keep thinking about what Byron you had said once about the the album cover artwork that may have dissuaded Mm -hmm. people from picking it up especially after the first three Fanny albums had their photos on it Mm -hmm. and so now that I'm listening to it I can ignore the artwork and instead understand what the four of you were doing meaning Fanny and Todd Um, so I'm curious what you think about that Byron
0: well you know, album covers were a real work of art back in the 70s. So it was not unusual, unusual, can we spit things out today? <laughs> For bands to <laughs> put out weird or odd-looking covers as a way to catch people's eyes in record yeah. stores. I mean, look at King Crimson's In the Court of the Crimson King, which is also very hard to say. The cover of that was a super close-up of a screaming face. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather look at Mother's Pride than, than that <laughs> album cover. But, but, <laughs> but Mother Pride, was the cover, was a departure, it both... Uh, sonically and uh, artistically you know the artwork for it uh, for fanny and you know with a new producer and so it kind of came off as a radically different sound so it was a very much a departure from fanny hill and i think that's probably what caught many fans off guard
2: well the cover was um a german tour poster put together by kenny Hmm. i have a, a three foot by four foot size poster of that um the doll's face and it was also a bread that was very popular in northern england and Mm -hmm. um i don't think that we thought it through as far as not having our picture on it i don't think that the label Mm -hmm. did at all either but it has been one of my favorite albums forever i i I do Mm -hmm. like that album a lot and it wasn't until yeah, yeah And it wasn't until we started doing the Get Behind Fanny podcast last May that I was forced to listen to the other albums with 2020, as we call them, ears.
3: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
2: now it's a lot easier and more fun because I appreciate all four albums pretty equally. You know, but going back to my thought on Todd's ear for unique sounds, I really like how he brings the flutes in in this next session we're going to Mm -hmm. listen to. It's a section I call the Lala Bridge, where the (laughs) flutes and the lalas kind of become a duet. You know, I thought it was a really cool arrangement to pull that switch. So let's listen. And you can hear what I'm talking about.
6: I know the time.
2: Yeah, and the other thing that that I want to point out to people, um, the horns that are behind June when she's she's singing Oh, What a Feeling, Mm -hmm. they're just so subtle and so exquisite. I think I'm hearing, it could be a French horn, it could be a baritone, or even a a clarinet, you know, in that bridge, the sound Mm -hmm. is perfect. And it elevates those two lines, the
1: vocals and the horns, just in their simplicity. I couldn't agree hmm. more with you, Alice. The musical arrangement on the song is superb mm-hmm. because it lets the silence within the song breathe, almost yeah. as if it's another instrument. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I I, uh, I believe that it's a flute playing in a lower range with a decent amount of reverb on it. But um, of course, I may be influenced by the fact that I dated a girl in the college who played <laughs> flute. <food>, so. <laughs> so there's that. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's what it sounds to me. But you know, as we <laughs> but as we uh, listen to it now. Uh, yeah, I can kind of hear the French horn thing. So it, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it has. It's interesting. I still but,
2: hear horn, and it it has hmm. that that brass metal feel to mm-hmm. it that is a, a deeper sound, even a low note on a flute. It could even be an organ right. on you know on a horn quote unquote setting. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And you've heard us mention Nigel before, who's a big Fanny fan, as well as a friend of the podcast. And he wrote about feelings, quote, love the flutes, makes me think it was Mm -hmm. recorded in a woodland glade with fireflies circling Mm -hmm. and all, close quote. I love that imagery. Yeah, And and Jean Uh was amazed when she was listening to the song that there's really no guitar. It's piano, flutes, and horns. Pretty much that's it. So I thought that was interesting. And here's what June had to say on it. That is a very
4: sweet part too of the song. It's really, really nice where it goes, you know, chord-wise and the melody. Yeah. Let's put it this way. It's really melodic. That is a melodic song, and that's, that's some of my favorite stuff ever in the world.
2: Well, to me, uh, aside from it being a beautiful and melodic song, it's interesting that this song in particular was written oh, yeah. by June and Nikki together. Yeah. Why do you say that? Well, it's such a ballady song. You know, and in my mind, and maybe this is you know cemented in my the uh, memory somehow. June wrote
0: <laughs> most of the
2: Fanny ballads,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: Nikki was more the rocker.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, conversation with the cop was a great ballad. Yeah, she did write ballads.
0: Yeah, but overall, you can kind of say Nikki rocked, and June was more ballad. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I see yeah. that. Yeah,
2: June wrote yeah, the, yeah. In my opinion, June wrote the softer songs. And so for the two of them to write this soft, sweet, beautiful song together, I think is fantastic.
1: Well, -hmm. that's really intriguing that you say that, Alice, because it makes me wonder what else they could have written together. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I asked June about the co-writing that she did with Nikki on the song, and here's what she had to say. And, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't know who
4: started it. Was it me or was it Nikki? It could have been either one of us. I think it falls into that category, you know? I, I couldn't say for sure that I started it, but I kind of remember it, you know, so that the kind of remembering it doesn't really
5: fill in the blanks, well, you June, know, there's
4: a lot of ghosts on this ship.
5: <laughs> yeah. So June, I think uh-huh. possibly Nikki was noodling around on the piano and mm. sparked, you, sparked you with those to start singing those lyrics.
1: Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that sounds right. And Jeff had said about this melodic short song, quote, there is such an ethereal quality to feelings. It really is unlike pretty much anything else Fanny ever did, close quote.
2: Huh, wow. I agree with Jeff on that, you know. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's such a short song and it goes by so quickly before you really even know it. I'd really like to listen to the entire song one time through. Please. Sure,
0: you got it.
1: And the other song that Jeff requested for his birthday is Rock Bottom Blues. It's the only song that all four Fanny members wrote together, and it's on Fanny Hill. Jeff said of the song, quote, What can I say about rock bottom blues? It kicks ass, close quote.
0: And if you think that song sounds different, you are correct, because for this podcast, we are using the original vocals recorded at Apple, which is a bonus track on the Fannie Hill CD reissued by Real Gone Music.
2: Yeah, and I wanted to use this version. I, that was my request, because uh, the LP version, <sighs> Richard had me re-record the vocals in L.A., and not only had he sped the track up, but he recorded me singing with a cold, you know, as if my, you know, nasally voice wasn't bad enough.
1: Was that a specific request from Richard Perry that you get a cold before you sang this song? Or maybe he just wanted to emphasize your Mason City, Iowa twang. There is that.
2: <laughs> or maybe Richard just wanted me to sound shitty. You know, it, it, even if it would have been a reflection on his production skills you
3: know <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. yeah, Zing. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you did not sound shitty at all on this one at all but on either version I'm with you because I'm not sure why Richard went this route on this song yeah. by speeding it up I mean he only yeah, shaved yeah. off seven seconds right and yet lost so much of the original feeling and authenticity within the short time I mean yeah. is it because he was trying to get it ready for am radio byron
0: I would think not because seven seconds really isn't worth the time and effort in mastering stage just for Mm -hmm. a single. And also, with the so fucking hard part in there, it would have been hard (laughs) to play it on AM radio anyway. true. Yeah. Are they saying ducking? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
2: And I can't, I really can't imagine anybody in management or in artist relations at the label thinking that this could be an AM radio hit single with my vocals.
1: I just, well, I don't know, Alice. I think many, including myself, many others would disagree because, for example, this is a birthday podcast for Jeff Fazekas. And the reason he said he wanted this song was, quote, it was the vocal debut of the gal who had stolen my 14-year-old heart. (laughs) So maybe others heard and saw something in you that you didn't. And I know Jean thought you were great on this. Here's what she had to say.
5: Oh, I thought that Alice, the way she sang the song, is perfect for the old rock and roll tradition, you know? And she actually sounded really good on the Bogle. And I think it came across well. So old rock and roll tradition means, you know, no fancy chorus chords or whatever, like kind of straight ahead um, blues uh, chords was a song. And the lyrics, I think, were um, all about a rock and roll band having such a hard time. That would have been part of a rock and roll band's experience at the time, you know. I
3: started out when I was
5: young and green.
2: I hear this song I mean it's like it could be my autobiography you know yeah each line rings true although I did not spend a summer in the county jail I did not
0: (laughs) we were going to ask It probably came close
1: (laughs) a couple of times so disappointing yes yeah
2: and I know that June and Jean didn't really see it as autobiographical you know using that Mm -hmm. term they could Mm -hmm. see it and and uh, recognize it as any struggling rock band's story so let's listen i remember
4: when we were writing the lyrics we were laughing a lot because we were riffing off our own experiences playing in a band whether it was a svelte fanny or whatever bands that nikki had played in we had that in common so we were just screeching and just having a great time i don't remember if we finished it at apple
5: do you remember no i don't but we were having a good time i tell you that that sounds plausible. That we did that, finish it at one time, and all of us together. I'm sure someone came up with one line, and one of us yeah. said, "Oh, this line would be good after that." I'm right. sure it was a collaboration like that.
1: Mm. Um yeah. June, June is convinced that you wrote the lyric about the union card because she said Alice was all business. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeannie giggled about the line in the chorus, I'm so darn broke, I'm down to my last toke. She just laughed to no <laughs> end and thought that was so funny. <laughs> and June loves this track overall. Let's listen.
4: Well, the track to Rock Bottom Blues is impeccable. That is one word that I would use for it. Uh, We're at the top of our game, I can tell. I just listened to it really carefully. And there is not one moment of non-confidence. You know, you can be having fun and miss a few things, but we missed nothing. Every single one of us is playing just great. And again, I'll say Fanny was at the top of her game. So that was... um, when we recorded that, it was only late 1971. You know, that was our third album at that point. And the first album came out in 70. So
1: you you can see how hard we were working. And June described Jean's bass as rollicking on this song, which I think is so apropos. Yeah. And she, and she called Nikki's piano playing impeccable, including she thought the track was impeccable. Yeah, But here's what she had to say on her guitar playing as well as you, Alice.
4: Cool. My guitar part, um, the sound of it, I'm pretty sure I was playing my trainer amp, although we had two sets of gear for me there, actually, at Apple. We had my trainer, we had the Fender, we had my ES-355 guitar, and then we also had my Les Paul, which was brand new to me. Then when we get into the courses and especially when I get into the solo and what there's another... Heart that expresses itself and it's just it's just got the right tone it's got the right attitude it's got everything Alice is killing it I also noticed for the first time that there's an organ in the in the last um repeat where we and the song. really it's an incredible track I would put that track up against anybody anywhere anytime <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's talk about the part in the song where you say, "It's so fucking hard. It's so fucking hard."
0: <laughs> yes, let's do talk about it. It's I, so fucking hard. I knew yes. it. I knew
2: it. I knew it, Byron. I knew you were gonna go there.
0: You couldn't I stop wonder yourself. Why? Oh, <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> well, really? You know, yeah. <laughs> you didn't think I was gonna go yeah. there? You know, I was. I was 15 years old too when this came out. And, you know, it got me in a lot of trouble with my dad for playing. Songs with foul language.
3: Foul.
0: So <laughs> foul. I haven't heard that in <laughs> yeah, so long. Yeah, yeah. Now I've only uh, heard the LP version with someone you know else saying softly, so I can So how did that change happen?
2: Well, it was June on the album, and I don't know how she poached my line. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I didn't. Maybe I had a cold and I couldn't say it. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I mean it was spur of the moment.
1: So, and maybe Richard wanted it in there, and June was there, and so. How did you even come up with saying this when you were at Apple cutting the original?
2: Well, like I said, spur of the moment, um, Mm -hmm. I am not a lead singer. So obviously I get to the end of a verse and I'm like, Oh man, it's so fucking hard. (laughs) You know,
1: (laughs) I sing a rock and roll
2: song and it was so fucking hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and solid gold was your second vocal quest. And when we discussed this on episode 11, I meant to ask you, um, how did you come up with that wonderful laugh in the middle of the song? Well, I was drunk come on. You know, I, knew, I
2: knew I couldn't hit those high notes. So I was laughing at myself to probably save face so that other people would think, oh, she knows she's being funny, you know, because it was just oh. an attempt. So it was really truth encouraged by alcohol.
0: A little gin? No, that's right. No, it was Southern Comfort, not gin. Yeah. It was right. Southern
1: Comfort, exactly. But I love both of your spontaneous outbursts on these songs, and I keep saying this, but it really just shows me you're such a rock. You're star. on my autograph. Uh, sh- yeah. Yes,
3: <laughs> be twenty five ninety five. Thank exactly. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: she takes Visa, Mastercard, all that funny. Anyway, <laughs> I want to hear it again, beginning with Alice. Saying, it's so fucking hard
3: so fucking hard i said you
0: It, it may have been so fucking hard, but it also still fucking rocks,
1: too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, Jeff nailed this. It kicks ass. Well, <laughs> it really does.
2: That it does, you silly wabbits, and you both need to get your <laughs> heads out of the gutter. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes not ma'am gonna, but not gonna happen not gonna happen and also i don't think we're the only two i'm just saying yeah
2: no. well yeah. okay Kristen, i'll give you that that's for sure but you need to tell us what we're going to be talking about on our next episode
1: well, it's our last podcast of 2020, mm-hmm. but certainly not the last Get Behind Fanny podcast. Absolutely, and absolutely. so we're curating an episode that combines our review of 2020 and our hopes for 2021. So we're going to be discussing Last Night I Had a Dream, which is a cover mm-hmm. of, by Fanny of Randy Newman to reflect on 2020, and we're going to discuss in more depth the first time as we look ahead to 2021.
2: Wow, that sounds cool. It ought to be fun. I think so, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> Byron. Byron. <laughs> yes.
2: Why don't you give us our social media, Byron?
0: <clears throat> Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Over on Twitter, you can find us at rocks underscore Fanny. Then on Instagram at Fanny Rocks underscore 1970. And on Facebook, just as Fanny Rock Band. On YouTube, as fanny rocks and drop by the official fanny website at fannyrocks.com. and of course you can always use the hashtags ask alice june jams jean genie and nikki notes to ask us questions
1: cool and if and if you do make comments on the fannyrocks.com website for our podcast we have a new notification button on there Mm -hmm. so when you make a comment click on the notification button that way we get to see it which means we'll respond and a lot sooner yes so so alice yes Alice. Yes. Any chance can I do it? Can I do it please? Please.
3: Yes, Kristen. You <laughs> you And, you and may. what is that?
1: <laughs> uh I'm sorry, I completely blew it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, was I was so just... excited you said yes, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So, in, <laughs> so, until the next episode. Byron. That's a wrap. Hit it. All right, Mama.
3: So fucking hard.